Hey, you're listening to Panda Cookout Podcast, episode 191. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by getting exactly what we asked for. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We're back with another episode in the arc of the good vibes where we spread cheer across the nation i thought you're gonna say spread cheeks well we're gonna do that too but that comes later are we gonna clap them yes all right yes it's gonna be wonderful like when you smack two guns together before you like hold up a sucker in an alley i think that's clacking oh oh shit i watched training day yesterday and the guys denzel kept doing that yes Oh, man, I have a super exciting Brando movie to tell everybody about this week, too. Oh, God. Oh, man, I am on a roll. I am on a salted (laughs) nut roll. It is awesome. Do not Google that. (laughs) But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, face-to-facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Oh, very much so. All my pre-orders shipped, baby. Pre-orders? I made, Uh, like, one. (laughs) Like your Muxus? No. Oh. No, that isn't... That isn't... uh... Yeah, my corset twenty one. Shit, oh, pre orders. Yeah, no, I ordered a foil version of the new traitorous, traitorous greed. Gain control of a creature; it gains haste. Add red, red to your mana pool. Yeah, you target Zada with it, and then you just get red, red like twenty times, <laughs> <laughs> and all your creatures gain haste. Nice. Oh, I like baby. that. Lot. Yeah, four mana. It's gonna make me. I need two creatures and it's free, and then those two creatures have haste. If I have ten creatures, I'm gonna get twenty mana. Sixteen, really, but at that point, who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen is basically twenty. Basically twenty in the grand scope of how many numbers there are. And number and, people are gonna lie or uh, or are gonna shoot that back at me and say no. And if we were talking about commander damage, twenty and sixteen are basically the same number. Yeah, you're not dead. Exactly, you haven't died yet. You're gonna die the next time I hit you. That sounds like a good vibe. Oh, and a bad vibe. And a b- <laughs> give us give us the terrible Brando movie. This is this your good vibe for the week? Because I've got like a ton. Okay, I'll I'll give you one, and then we can go over some of yours. So, I've been watching a shitty movie every week before I come to record the show. It warms them up to warms me up so I can to, really for what not to do on the cast <laughs> exactly. And if the movie is particularly shitty, I like to talk about it on the show. So this I forget what it was called, which is too bad because. Hell yeah. That bad, eh? No, picture Rambo. Okay, it's like Rambo. Except instead of Rambo being like this damaged Vietnam vet, he's this super slick, jacked ladies' man who shows up and moves in with this family as some war buddy that he had. So every single Jean Claude Van Damme movie? Yes. Okay. And then it turns out that he's like some kind of government failed experiment, like Captain America, and he's going to do evil and do all this murder. But instead of doing evil and murder, he's like fucking up bullies at this kid's high school and he shuts down like a drug ring in this in the town that sounds like a good guy and then in the end the government shows up to try and kill him it's crazy and there's this like wild shootout the out at the end and it's like super low budget movie because you can see where all of the budget <laughs> went was in having this insane gunfight where people are having their like arms and legs blown off Ew. it is crazy <laughs> and it was just a terrible movie oh yeah oh yeah i don't watch good movies ryan Correct. Yes. <laughs> Very rarely do I watch good movies. They're good, but in an ironic meaning of the word good. Well, if people want to get at you with their 
g- terrible. I almost said great movie, but <laughs> what I mean is terrible. Movie recommendations. Where do they get you? At CCO Brando on Twitter and I guess tappedout.net. We haven't talked about that in a while. Oh, but our, all our decks there. Somebody asked in the Discord the other day where they are, and I was just like, we say every... And then I was like, oh, no, we don't. So yeah, I we, sent them the link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all on tappedout.net. They're on CCO Podcast or CCO Brando if you're looking for something that I've done. Uh, but all of those ones are on CCO Podcast as well. You can get a hold of us at commandercookout at gmail.com. That's the snail mail version. You can get at us on our Facebook page. Leave a comment on a YouTube video. Basically, any kind of social media that we are on, we will answer you, and I would accept bad movie references or yeah. recommendations because I will watch them because that's what I do with my life. That's it. A couple things. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I saved a sound clip of myself saying, here's the fucking thing. <laughs> I just have it. I'm going to use it somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> you do it. I'm allowed to do it, too. YouTube. Got some new things coming. Ooh. Some exciting things. Some growth. Our next step in the content creator verse. What? Is it like a rap thing? Uh, no, like it's it's short, like apostrophe verse, like oh. universe. Oh, I understand. Yeah, okay. we've got some new things coming up there. So I'm looking at the metrics. We're, we're doing some kind of mid-year calculations. Thank you if you're new. Thank you for helping the show grow. If you, f- if you watch us on YouTube, the pre-shows, the boxing matches, or if you just let the podcast run underneath whatever you're doing at Shitty Work, if you're at Shitty Work right now. F you, Evan. Yeah. Subscribe. We still have about 50-50 views that are coming from non-subs. Help the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button. It costs you nothing, and it's a great way to support the show. And we appreciate it. We appreciate you. Yeah. You know what's funny? I looked at you and I said that. I wasn't talking to you, though. (laughs) I watched you do the intro, and I haven't watched you do the actual intro since we sat in the other studio across from each other. (laughs) And if anybody could see Brando do the intro, maybe we'll record it and put it on YouTube one time because he just, like, braces himself against the desk like he's riding the fucking log ride at Universal Studios. (laughs) It's so good. I'm going really fast. I want to push myself away from the mic. And then when it comes time to get away from the mic, I've got to like... Yeah, you got to... Good thing they've got sturdy tables in here, eh? <laughs> Yeah, they're built into the walls and shit. It's awesome. That's it. So, contest, giveaway, prize thing. Nobody won last Nobody week. Nobody got I, it. When I came in with that hint, I thought that you were going to be like, no, Brando, we're not going to use that. Because you're you're giving it away. Oh dang! So nobody got Soul Canar Grixis Swamp Walk ass. <laughs> no, and that blows my mind. So this week we're doing it again. Yeah, we're gonna try again. <laughs> yeah, we gave out some good hints straight to the top. Same three weeks in a row on yesterday's pre-show on YouTube. I'm sure we got lots of guesses. Oh, somebody got it. Somebody had to. Somebody have got it. this one. Guaranteed. We even had like bonus hints that we didn't mean to give. We're giving away that playmat today. Yeah, that is a Card Titan Vintage Championship. Survival of the Fittest mat. Survival of the Fittest mat. And it's one of the thick ones. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Speaking of thick playmats, I have a thing that I have to give you when I get back to my house. Ooh, is it thick? Don't Google that, but yes. (laughs) Okay, good. Everybody's like, ooh, new YouTube content, you say. Is it thick? Something you have to give him. Ooh. (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. No kink shaming in CCO Nation. Not at all. Yeah, speaking of CCO Nation, we've got a new member to thank. New Patreon member, supporter, probably on the Discord. Mind you, I didn't see the barrage of middle fingers the day that this person signed up, so I'm not sure if they're on Discord or not. Get in there. I love the barrages of middle fingers. And it's a great place to be. Routinely see 
comments such as best community on the internet, best magic community. And then we're, I don't think we're just saying that because it's our people. Our people are telling other people that. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. And we, I mean, we play games together. Like every night, there's games firing and stuff. So it's a, oh yeah, you it, played. Is that a, is that another good vibe? You're playing with people in the yeah. nation. You played I, with that guy, that that scumbag Dana Roach. Yeah, and you know what he didn't play? What Madeline? Oh, must not have drawn it. He mustn't. Have. Did he tutor? I don't think so. Oh, okay, I yeah. was gonna say didn't tutor for Manalith. What a, what a quitter, hey? <laughs> yeah, quitter. what a quitter. He should just quit magic. <sighs> Dana Roach. That's it. Anyways, new Patreon. Big thank you, shout out, and f you to actual regular name. What? Curtis Smith. I wonder if he's. I wonder if he knows Agent Smith from the Matrix. I wonder if Curtis Smith goes around and just calls everybody Mister Anderson. <laughs> what was the other guy's name? Mr. Anderson. No, like there was Mr. There was Mr. Smith, but then there was like those two other agents. Morpheus. No, they were agents. They were also agents. There was Cipher. You just keep saying guys that were on <laughs> the, the the other guys, but the, the fucking other guy. Remember Neo like kills him. Have you two seen other the agents? Matrix Two? He finger blasts him and it turns into Mr. Smith. Well, yeah. But what was his name? Agent Smith. <laughs> They're computers, man. They're not creative. They just, they, that's just what they're fucking called. They're just all Agent Smith with yes. different faces? Well, no, they all have the same face by the end of the third movie. Haven't you seen The Matrix? Of course I've seen The Matrix. You haven't seen number one, though, because it's good. You've seen two and three only. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly, and the, of course, I actually didn't like the first one very much, and then I really liked the second one, oh, yeah. and then I was, in, I was ambivalent to the third one. Yeah, they're fine. But I think the second one is the one that I like the best because they kind of gave up trying to, to like explain shit. Well, yeah, they gave. <laughs> well, they did way too much explaining of shit. But they realized that hey, we can do whatever the hell we want. Mm. We can do anything, and then they just did. And I I appreciate that in a movie where the premise is you can do fucking whatever you want, and then you just do. I really like that. Yeah. Well, okay. So shout out and thank you and f you to Curtis. Mr. Anderson Smith. That's not really a nickname. Yeah, that's not a... We gave him another regular name. Oh, hey, well, when you have a regular name, well, what do you get? Another fucking regular name, I guess. I guess so, hey. <laughs> Curtis? Curtis Anderson Smith. I like that. That sounds hyphenated like he took his wife's name. I like that. Just like Lenny Woolley Broder. If only we knew when we made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about a deck we teased at the hint again and we didn't do we didn't do the deck? We didn't do the deck. Okay. Read the commandy. Now, we promise you, by the time we get to the end of this list, you guys are gonna be fucking excited. <laughs> oh, no, they're but, not. But when I read this card, you're gonna be like, okay, guys, this isn't when I turn this isn't why I would listen to this show. We're doing Kess Dissident Mage. Only Commander foil ones, though, so they're folded in half like hot dog buns. Yes. And she is a 3-4 for blue, black, red, one, which means we're doing a Grixis deck for the third fucking week in a row. <laughs> She's a human wizard with flying, and during each of your turns, you may cast an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. If you do, and it would be put back in the graveyard, you exile it instead. This is a graveyard deck? Sort of. Sort of. It's also... A submission from Tyler Coates, T. Coates from Discord. Yep. He's a patron. Great supporter. F him. Yeah, F that guy for sure. He sent it into the preferred decklist channel in the Discord, so we checked it out. He said it's what we asked for. What we asked for 
back on episode 186 during our Tatiova Persistent Petitioners deck. And this was flippantly and ironically not assuming anybody would ever actually take a run at doing this. And then, wouldn't you know, members of CCO Nation were like, oh, join me in the slums. Join me in the slums and play Petitioners, Rat Colony, Relentless Rats, Seven Dwarves, and Shadowborn Apostles as one-ofs in your commander deck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, God damn we it. Have got all, we've gone all the way to this. This is the sewers of CCO Nation. Yeah. This is Sub Slum Cookout Podcast. Yes. S-S-C-C-O. Yes. I know that's not all C's, but... These are like those other sewers that are underneath the sewers in big American cities. Oh, the this is like underneath the old ruins beneath like London and Paris. Underneath that. Oh, man. Yeah. I saw the movie where they went into those and it was actually hell and they went so far down they just came back up. Did they, like in China? Like no, the like, cartoons? <laughs> like in the manhole that they went down. I never understood the ending of that movie. As oh. above, so below. It's actually really good. But Oh yeah, that's a cool name for a movie, hey? Yeah, and they just like went so far down into hell that they just pop back up and they're in the regular world, but everything's just real sinister now. Even though nothing's changed, it's just sinister. Because you know where they really are. And they know where they really are. But you can't tell that's where they are. Oh. Ooh. That's like some it's like some Dante shit. That's some Dante's Inferno shit. Yeah. Okay, so we've got persistent petitioners. You can play any number of them in a deck. You tap them to mill. You tap four or advisors. You mill somebody for 12. It's a 1-3 human advisor for two. Good. Rat colony. 2-1 rat for two. You can play any number. It gets plus one, plus oh for each other rat you control. Not rat colony, but rat. Rat. That's right. Works good with relentless rats. Yes. A... 2-2 two, two for 3, you can play any number, gets plus 1, plus 1 for each other rat on the battlefield named Relentless Rat. So this one only bonuses itself, but its toughness also gets bonused. Yes. Okay. 7 Dwarves. A 2-2 two, two for 2, Cuckoo-Cuchoo. This is the Walrus. You can play 7 of them in a deck. For each 7 Dwarves you have, it gets plus 1, plus 1. So... All of these, except for petitioners, is going to probably beat if we can make more of them because they're that's what we're doing. <laughs> yes, that's that's what we're going to do here. And the last one is Shadowborn Apostle. That's right. One, one for one. You can play any number, pay black, sacrifice six creatures named Shadowborn Apostle, search your library for a demon card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. Are those really 550 each for an M14 common? That is a four. But yes, they are that expensive. And I painted 30 of them for A.A. Ron Carr. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, that took a long time. <laughs> Holy God. Yeah, those cards, because you need so many of them. Look at the price of Partitioners. Since Bruvac was printed in Jumpstart, they, they doubled in price. Oh. Bruvac's like 40 bucks, but that's because Jumpstart's being shorted. Yeah, Jumpstart's already. We already had like our LGS here. I don't know about everywhere he else. He made already. a post, right, saying like, don't pre-order these like at ridiculous prices. There's going to be plenty of it. It's just there's not very much right now. Yeah, Actually, let's, that's a good thing to tell people. If your store is shorted and they haven't told you this, we're going to tell you this. Don't go insane pre-ordering these boxes for $200, $300. Don't buy $40 Bruvax and $50 that green card and yeah. $40 Muxus. Because they're going to catch up, 
and the prices were are they're going to come down because this is a cool set lots of reprints lots of people want this stuff i think people are just going to collect it maybe even keep the decks together to make some kind yep, of yeah, yep. thing so hold off i know there's a lot of fomo going on when it comes to magic sets but you're going to get this yep. just don't don't wreck yourself over it yeah and the same is true of the price drops of the expensive cards like shieldred and and Oracle and Moldai and stuff that got reprinted that you're still seeing like forty dollar and thirty dollar price tags on, right? Yeah, they'll they'll start to dip a little bit. They'll, some of them will probably go back up, but oh yeah, they'll they'll but, climb back up, kind of in a little bit of a linear, very slow fashion. But a lot of people have remarked that Jumpstart didn't affect prices. Well, that's because you can't get fucking Jumpstart right now. It and also has it been released yet? I have no idea. I don't think it's even been released yet. So I think next weekend. Yeah, like, like it's, it's the what I don't even know what the fucking date. They is. just I think that people are flipping out now because they re, they sent out a bunch of the product. So if you were buying boxes of stuff, you got jumpstart packs. Yep. So people have them and they're playing with them and they're opening them. And I think that even I kind of get confused sometimes where I keep thinking it's been released. Like oh, I'll, buy, I'll go buy a jumpstart pack and see if I can get me a muxes. Nope. No, you can't get you it. Can't. Well, and you know what about about buying and the FOMO? It's like you don't need to buy everything, right? And yeah. I think that we're very vocal proponents of you don't need to buy anything. I know f- for myself, I've said it here, I've said it on Cad Pop. It's like you don't need to buy everything if something doesn't speak to you. Just don't buy it. If you only want the Muxus, don't pay 40 for it right exactly now. Like just hold off. You don't need it right now. You're not playing as much magic, especially with US stores having in, in store play suspended again until. Uh, until Zendikar in the fall, like oh. you're not playing that much Magic right now. Don't go out and buy it, unless unless you're in the CCO Discord where we're firing VDH all the time. Oh yeah, VEDH. Yeah. We we fire so. Vs all the time. I don't know what that means, but yeah, you can probably Google it. That's that's probably fine. There's nothing that could possibly go wrong looking that up. Yeah, should we do a deck? Yeah, well, and here's the thing. Everything we liked, everything we asked for, one ofs of all those cards that we can play. This is. Like know thy creator. We've said that before, right? Yep. On the on the petitioners Tatiova episodes. This is rats and petitioners. We've got clones for you. Yeah. We've got dwarves for you. You have that deck. Yeah. We even have Yogmoth's Will and Underworld Breach for me. <laughs> this is gonna be a deck for the ages. <laughs> oh, one more thing. That? Because we only got notified on this about 87,000 times. <laughs> More than the number of petitioners I've cast. <laughs> Prototype Portal. Right. Two weeks in a row we talked about not being able to cast, what is it, Lotus Veil and Mox whatever. Tantalite. Yeah, Mox Tantalite. Prototype Portal, you make a token copy of the imprinted card. You don't cast the imprinted card a la Isochron Scepter. Yes. That's right. We were correct on the other things. If, like, let's say you've got your Lotus Veil or your Mox Tantalite in your graveyard and something like Underworld Breach allows you to cast it, you can't cast it from your graveyard with Underworld Breach because you're not doing so for free. It doesn't have a mana cost, so you can't cast it yeah, if with you Underworld would, Breach. If you would tolly it, you can't do it like that. That's right. It's- but because Prototype Portal just puts it onto the battlefield, you just get what the card is. Yes. And Prototype Portal does work, just yeah. like it does work by making a artif- or a token copy of an artifact land. See, we do care enough to correct ourselves when we're wrong. Yeah, we did the research, and we were like, oh, yeah, you can't fucking cast it. And then we didn't, we didn't just read Prototype 
prototype portal close enough. Yeah. And of course, it works differently than Isochron Scepter because, like, there's 20,000 magic cards. They're going to fucking work different. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just assumed. They couldn't all just work the same. That would be crazy. No, that would be boring. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this deck. Okay. We're, let's start. We'll do the. T codes sort of trolled us with custom categories because we've got lands, creatures, instants, enchantments, sorceries, artifacts one card draw spell in its own category, but then we've got other card draw cards <laughs> in other categories. What a jerk. Let's oh, let's do the creatures. We'll do the, the regular categories first. It's a lot of kind of Kess stuff. Yeah. And then we'll get to the spicy nugs kind of near the end. Yeah, and the creatures lean on the the one-ofs section. Remember the rats, the, the apostles to find demons, right? Yeah. So that's what we're going to find here. All right, first creature is a body double. Body double. Enters the battlefield as a copy of a creature in your graveyard. That's a clone for a dead creature. Why does it cost five instead of four? It takes more work and copies less things. I have no idea. That's a reprint, right? I'm it looking is. at the Commander 17 one. It's a time spiral. Maybe maybe a clone would have been too good for that standard environment. Clone mana cost too good. Maybe. I don't know. That could be a thing. Who knows? We're playing my boy Brutaclad. Yeah, Broody C is... Creature tokens have haste, right? Yep. 4-4 four, four for 6. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you put a blue one bird artifact creature token, and then you can make any of your tokens into whatever token you want. It's a 2-1 mirror. Oh. And then you make all what your tokens I, into... You said, a, you said a blue one bird. Oh, blue one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah, it's a new ability. <laughs> you, you, instead of numbers for power and toughness, you have colors. Whoa, how big would it, how would I how much damage would I take if I took blue? Well, it's not about damage. If you were like if you had like if you were a two red, and I attacked you with my blue one. Oh, then I'd be a purple red. Yes, you would bounce off. They would bounce off each other, and you would be purple. Oh shit! I have no idea I, what the fuck is man, happening. I want to play every game that we just talked about. We have a chittering witch. Chittering witch enters the battlefield. Create a number of one one black rat creature. Equal to the number of opponents you have. It's a 2 2 for 4, I should say. Black 1, sack a creature, target cr other creature, gets minus 2, minus 2. That's so good with it's rat colony. Yeah, it's, it's good with rat colony. It's kind of, it's like it's sort of removal, right? You don't have to tap it, so you can sack, like, pay 4, sack 2 creatures, give minus 4, minus 4. That's good. That's not too bad. Yeah, if you have lots, and we might, because this, you're going to see, we're going to make some some tokens. We are. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Santa Claus himself in Felden of the Third Path. Yeah, this is 3 mana, 2, 3. You can pay 3, tap them. You create a token of a dead creature in your graveyard. And it gains haste, and you... An artifact token, yeah. and then you boot it at the end of turn. That's a cool card. Yeah. That's so good. far, we've seen kind of just generally good stuff that goes along with those one-ofs. But here's our first demon. How about a Krav the Unredeemed? Yeah, we can't play Regna. It's Regna, right? Yeah, we don't want Regna anyway. She white. She is. Yes. She's a white card. We can't play that here. So this is a 3-3 three, three for 5. Partners with Regna. So you can get a shuffle off of this if you wanted. Remember, always, always remember that. Yep. Black, sacrifice X creatures, target player draws X cards and gains X life. Target player draws X and gains X? Yep, and then you put X plus one plus ones on him. Oh, because you can target your partner, yeah. like your teammate. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. And then he gets bigger. Yes. Yeah. Krav is pretty good. We got a Lazav the Multifarious. This is a 1-3 for black, blue. When it enters the battlefield, surveil one. 
So look at the top one card. You can put it into your graveyard or put it back. And then you can pay X. Lazov. Lazov? That's a stupid name. <laughs> yeah, Lazov the Multifarious becomes a copy of target creature. You, oh, it becomes a copy of the creature with converted mana cost X or less, except it keeps that ability. Yeah, okay, in, in, yeah. in a graveyard. So it, you body double something in a graveyard, and then... Oh, it has to be dead? Oh, just, man, that yeah. card is like... So, I just... My brain. Yeah, it's a... I don't, I don't know. The novel of text on there is ridiculous. Here's a good one. I like Maronar. Oh, yeah, this one's expensive. Why? Just... Obviously not. There's no price. Oh, but look at the print, the version of that that's in this deck. It's that. It's the one that was only released in like Italy or whatever in 2007. So that particular copy is expensive. Oh. But the the Kamigawa one is also expensive because it goes in rat decks. All rats have fear. That means they can't be blocked except by black and artifact creatures. And you can tap, sacrifice a rat, put X one one black rat creature tokens into play, where X is the number of rats you control. So you double the amount of rats every time you sacrifice one. Dub rat. I like it. Wowzers! That's a powerful card in a rat deck. That's crank. That's ratco. Crank at. Crat. Got there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Obnix the Unshackled. That's another demon. Remember, we can find him if we have six Shadowborn Apostles. And we've seen some ways to clone already, right? Yes. All right, so Flying Trample. If an opponent would search their library, they lose 10 life. Ooh. Yeah, that's cool. And whenever a creature dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on Obnix Unshackled. He's a four, four for six, but we don't care because in response to somebody cultivating or like, you know, the, the late game... The late game rampant growth, like on turn eight, or like, oh, a fetch land, play it, crack it. And then we're like, oh, yeah, sacrifice all my Shadowborn Apostles, find an Obnix, uh, die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we were talking about this one before the show where I'm wondering if I like this card or not. It's a Piper of the Swarm. Cool, cool picture. Like, not necessarily in this deck, I mean in general. Like, I don't know if I like Piper of the Swarm in general. Like, I feel like this is a card that I should play somewhere, but I just don't know. All right, well, let's see here. It's a human warlock 1-3 for two. Rats you control have menace. That means they have to be blocked by two or more creatures. Thank you. Black one tap, create a 1-1 one, one black rat creature. Or black black two tap, sacrifice three rats, gain control of target creature. That's cool because they the rats, like, carry your carry you off. Yeah, they carry the children out of the out of the city. Is that what it is? I think that's how the Pied Piper worked, because he got all the rats, and they didn't pay him, so he came back and stole all the kids. Ooh, that's terrible. Oh, those fairy tales always steal kids. Like, always, hey? Well, that's oh, because they're supposed to scare kids into being good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll call the Pied Piper. You little motherfucker. <laughs> you don't get out of that pantry. I will call the Pied Piper on your ass. And no eating the Fruit Loops in there either. Not even the ones on the floor. Yeah. I never said that before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't keep my kid in the pantry, just for the record. <laughs> the pantry is really big, though. Like, Valor could stand there and play. We've, we've got a little timeout stool for him. It's over by the window, you know, by the back door where the deck yeah. is. Yeah. Ah, I guess that works. Re Rebecca puts the microwave timer on. <laughs> He's not allowed to get off till it beeps. <laughs> we played this guy last week in Prince of Thralls. Yeah, important because it's a demon. Yes. Yes. 7-7 seven, seven for 7 Grixis, but an extra black and an extra 4. <laughs> Whenever a Whenever a permanent of an opponent controls is put into the graveyard, you put that card into play under your control unless that opponent plays pays three life. Cool. So something that they have dies, we get it unless they pay three. And one of those cool EDH cards that just kind of fell by the wayside either because people forgot all about it or because just 
the so, format just isn't. It's built a little for bit anymore. too expensive now. Yeah, the format's not built for it now. Or in Shadowborn Apostle decks, they're typically black, white, or mono black. Yeah. Yeah. And we all knew this was coming when we said Shadowborn Apostle. It's a Razaketh the Foul Blooded. Oh, Raz Daddy. This is an eight mana, eight eight flampler. You can pay two life, sack another creature, tutor your library for whatever, whatever you, want. you want. It's Razaketh. All oh, right, fuck, that card's good. Eh? <laughs> oh man, that is a that is a powerful magic card. That is a hell of a card. Yeah. That's probably why it's twenty two bucks. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the budget section because for a meme deck, this deck did run up the budget pretty good. But we've got some good good suggestions for cuts. Absolutely, we do. Now in the instant section, there's a couple we can probably just bang out. We have a terminate, a negate, a narset's reversal, a frantic search, a counterspell, and a chaos warp. I think those are all pretty staply. We all know what those do, yeah, especially in cast decks where you might want to cast those multiple times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've got a Rakdos charm. Exile all creatures from target player's graveyard. That one's good. Or, uh, sorry, it's a choose one card for black, red. You can destroy target artifact, also useful. Each creature deals one damage to its controller is the third mode. Yeah, that's like a I win card against token decks. It can, I guess, oh, yeah. we're playing a token deck. Yeah, but. well, and you know what? Late game, it might just get somebody, right? Like, you know, yeah. late game, that board state where somebody's got five creatures and they're getting ready to alpha and you just tutor for that with Razakath or you just draw it. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I guess I just win. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Grixis charm. Yeah, we got two other charms, Grixis and Croesus. Those are both Grixis mana. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, what are those? That is, What is that? It's Grixis. It says right in its name. Yes. <laughs> Grixis charm is a choose one, return target permanent card to its owner's hand. Fine. Yeah. Or target creature gets minus four. Minus four. Yeah, that's good. Or creatures you control get plus two, plus oh until end of turn. Could be useful. Yeah. I. You know what? I think the last one is the best because it's just like three mana, you know, if you've got a bunch of seven dwarves. Yeah, why not? Just, or if you just got to pump Razaketh by two to kill somebody for ten. <laughs> just end a life real quick? Yeah. Little Croesus' charm. Croesus' is... Oh, I hate saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Grixis for an instant. Choose one. Return target permanent to its owner's hand. Destroy target non-black creature. It can't be regenerated. Not negligible. Destroy target artifact. It's fine. Yeah. The, you know what? The charms are just... They're just generally useful. They're always going to do what you want it to do because it does so many... They do so many different things, right? Yes. Yep. All right, let's move on to the enchantment section. The enchantment section starts off with arcane adaptation. Choose a creature type when it enters the battlefield. I assume we choose rat. Most likely. I think... Like, you could pick demons that your Shadowborn Apostles can... Find whatever you want, but I think that if everything—that's oh, yeah, a good idea. But I think that if everything is a rat, then your rats just get. We have way more rat synergy than we have demon synergy, and the rat synergy comes out earlier and kind of proliferates itself quicker. So I, I okay. feel like that would probably be what I would do, but I'm not. Well, let's the the rest of the card. I guess we're operating on the pretense that everybody knows what it does. Creatures you control are the chosen type, in addition to their other types. The same is true for creature spells we control and creatures in our graveyard, right? Creature cards you own that aren't in play. So those would be in your library in and your in hand, your hand. In your exile, because yeah. we own all of those cards. Okay, so all of our stuff is a rat, or all of our stuff is a demon. I yes. love I love naming demon, and then you can find anything in your deck with it. It's pretty cool. I, you know what I like is, like, you name demon, you and you have a bunch of Shadowborn tokens, and then you sacrifice them to find, like, your... Seven dwarves, and then you 
then you write a replication, your seven dwarves, and you just beat in. I don't know. <laughs> that's such a roundabout way to do it, but, but I, hey man, I like those kinds do, of plays. That's how we do it here. Uh, we've got a dictaste of Erebos. And a Grave Pact. Whenever we yeah. lose a creature, everybody sacks a creature. Those are just, I think, classic control cards, right? Yeah. We have a Phyrexian Arena, too. I guess that's another just staple we can throw in there. Yeah, draw a card, lose a life during your upkeep. How about Double Vision? Brand new from M21. Bringing that new hotness. Yeah, whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell, which is important, during any turn, you copy it. So we've got some token producers that are instant and sorcery based. So we're going to want to cast those first, provided we have like a petitioner or a dwarf or a rat. Yes. Cool. I like that include. And the last enchantment is underwear breach. Underwear breach. Something that we all want to do, but we don't want to Google. (laughs) I guess which way are we breaching? Well, I don't know. In or out? Well, based on the art of this card, I assume somebody had some flaming hot chili. Oh, he breached out. And he didn't make it. Yes. Because sometimes you just don't make it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Each non-land card in your graveyard has escape. The escape cost is that card's mana cost plus exiling three cards from your graveyard. And essentially, you can cast cards from your graveyard for their mana cost. Keeping in mind that those cards don't leave the battle or the game when you play them, like a lot of these cards do, like cast eliminates them with under with underwear breach you could play your terminate six times in one turn yeah if i had six mana and nine other cards in my graveyard i could go terminate mana exile three terminate mana exile three terminate mana exile three cards and i would still have a terminate in my graveyard at the end of all that if we played traumatize in this deck oh that'd be cool that'd be cool at the end of turn or at the beginning of the next end step you got to sacrifice the underwear breach but what's great about Underwear Breach and leaving Terminate in my graveyard is we're also playing Yogmoth's Will in the sorcery section. That is oh. one of my favorite cards. So we could cast the Terminate again next turn. We do have to exile it. But the upside to Yogmoth's Will letting us play literally anything out of our graveyard is it's exactly that. We can play land out of our graveyard. Yes. So very. We can get the land. That's the first card in the sorcery section also. There it is. Neat. King of the Segway, eh? Yes. Uh, we have a Windfall. I think we all know Windfall. Yeah, everybody draws and discards. Vandal Blast. Kill everything. Sign in Blood and Knight's Whisper. Draw two, lose two. Notable Fate. that Sign in Blood, you can target a, a different player. You could hypothetically kill somebody with it. Uh, we've also got a Blasphemous Act, a Faithless Looting, and a Bonus Round. Those are all. I think those are all in the lexicon of staples now. Bonus Round probably isn't. And also of note that... Until end of turn, whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery, they double it. So if I cast my bonus round and then you cast terminate, you can actually kill two of my creatures. Fuck yeah. Yeah, then I cast Underworld Breach and I kill three of your creatures with my (laughs) terminates. Uh, and the last sorcery, I really like River's Rebuke. I never remember what it does. That is, it was an Ixalan card or something, wasn't it? Yep. Give it a read. It is return all non-land permanents target player controls to their owner's hand. Do you just target a player? Yeah. You just say you're done playing magic for the day? Yeah. <laughs> nice lands, butthole, and you just right to their hand. And, of course, if you can copy it. Oh, no, it's it non-lands. The, it's non-lands. That's why I say just welcome to land town. Oh, yeah, nice lands because that's all you have now. Yes. So you can do And, of course, if you can copy it or, or play it twice with Cass, you can get two people. Yeah. It, it could hypothetically be a cheaper overloaded Cyclonic Rift. Mm-hmm. 
well, that you have to cast twice, so it's more expensive. <laughs> and it's not instant speed. Well, you copy it. It's a fixed Cyclonic Rift. If you have it with the the cast the cast double card from M20 that we were, or M21 that we were just talking about. Sure. Double cast? What is that card called? People just yelling. Guys, you just write it. Double vision. Double vision. Yeah, double cast. That makes too much sense. <laughs> well, twin cast is already a card, and double cast probably just sounds too... They're saving it. They're saving it for the next time they need a copy spell for name. for uh, for corset. Like yep. you know what we've given up on corsets. We're not gonna have any flavor. We're just gonna fucking write what the card does. Yep, killy, pokey, stabby, lightning, <laughs> yeah. um, ethereal blue thing. <laughs> Drink this potion, gain three life. Creechy back to handy. <laughs> <laughs> Landy, playy, mori, creature attacky, attacky. Oh, they yeah, already dink, printed a bunch of those. Dink, in this dink, one. stompy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh shit! And there's one more sorcery. It's in the draw section. What the fuck? Yeah, it's just control us. It's painful truths. This is a converge spell, so it's kind of like sunburst, but it doesn't exist on artifacts. You get to draw X and lose X life, where X is the number of different colors of mana that you've spent to cast it, and you can cast a maximum of three because it's black and two. Yeah, you can't just tap a bunch of colors and then like. Yeah, the game only lets you pay what a spell costs right yeah give us the artifact suite real quick because these are exactly what we what we need okay the artifact suite is as follows we have an arcane signet a demir signet an is it signet a racto signet a sol ring a talisman of creativity a talisman of dominance a talisman of indulgence and a wayfarer's bauble and then we tap that all off or cap that all off with a primal amulet yeah so like the full suite of Grixis producing signets and talismans, soul ring because it's soul ring, yeah, and then a primal amulet which makes instants and sorceries we cast cost one less. And whenever we cast a a spell, we put a charge counter on it. Then if there's four or more charges, we flip it into. It flips into a primal wellspring, which is a land that taps at one mana of any color. And when you use that mana to cast an instant or sorcery. You copy the spell and can choose new targets for said copy. Yeah. You know what? If that wasn't a $13 card, that would be going into Calamax for the community to alter for me. That's a really good card. Yeah. I forget about it sometimes. It's just taking a quick aside. You put charge counters on it, and then when you flip it, you remove the charge counters from it. Now, is that just to keep it clean on your board, or is there some... Like, is there a way that you could abuse those charge counters? Oh, and it's in some a may way? too. Then, if it has four or more, you may remove them and flip it. Yeah. So we could just leave it as a mana rock if we wanted. Well, that makes your stuff cost lesser. Thing. Yeah, forever if we didn't want to flip it. Huh. Yeah, I imagine you remove them because, like, they don't do anything on the other side. It's something that you have to keep track of throughout the game. So I suppose. Just remove them. And I guess there are things that keeps it simple and clean. Yeah, there are things, I guess, that could hypothetically in some kind of whacked out game. Get your power conduit, you kids. Or yeah. you can move counters. There you go. There it is. You could play that, uh, what's that uh, Phyrexian guy that eats counters off stuff? and get Hex Parasite. Bigger? Yeah, I guess you could Hex Parasite them off to make your dude, yeah, I suppose. All right, I see. Yeah. yeah Asking yeah, the yeah. question. Will it, oh, we have a Planeswalker section. Hey, I didn't even see that. Oh, good. We got some good ones in there. I feel like two of them we've played the last two weeks. We might not even have to read them. Oh, yeah. Sahelian Rao or yeah. Sahelian Ashiok? Uh, I don't think we've played Ashiok yet. Ashiok is... Ashiok Dream Render. Man, this is this card is powerful. It's Smitty so just good. won my Altered Art Ashiok on the Facebook auctions. 
Got a good deal on it. F that guy. Yeah. I'm just not going to give it to him. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I always do. <laughs> just Canada Post is a little bit slow. So is Customs. So is UPS. Ooh. So is USPS. Man, <laughs> if it's if it's post or transport related, sorry, oh, everybody. I ship them out as fast as I can. It's so bad. There's th- like I have, I think, eight packages in the mail right now that like, coming to me. I do, too. I have. And they're just so slow. I had, I had six until yesterday I got one. You know what isn't in the mail? It's happening, Ryan. I'm doing it. Where'd I'm you? saying it again. I'm mentioning it again on the show. I still haven't got a shipping notification for my goddamn secret lair. Ooh. <laughs> like, I complain about it all the time on Twitter, and people are like, oh, Brando, sweet, like, mine shipped out, or look, here's my thing. And it's like, oh, man, like, I'm, on one hand, I'm super happy that the nation members are getting the cards that oh, they paid yeah, their hard-earned money for. Oh, yeah, they look like they've been hit with sandpaper. Oh, yeah, and they're all brutal and terrible, and I don't know if there's bonus stuff in the boxes. I don't, I don't know if... They're sending at, out any kind of worst story At this point, the fucking things. box will be a bonus. <laughs> at this point, I want like a handwritten I'm sorry on a piece of paper is what I want. What they're going to do is dip their balls in some like yellow paint just because I know you like yellow and they're going to troll you and they're just going to dingle their balls on a like a magic card and then send it in the mail. Hey, they had to personally do that. That took some effort. Somebody had to wash paint off their balls to do that. I would accept it at this point. Fuck. <laughs> Dealing with the corporate machine, man. I'm telling you. Ashiok is a powerful planeswalker. What? Demir Demir 1. Are we talking about a magic deck right now, Ryan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Demir Demir 1 for a five loyalty planeswalker. Ooh. That's five loyalty for three ass mana. Ooh. He can't be that good. Static. Spells and abilities your opponents control can't cause that player to search libraries no fetches no tutors no ramp no tutor decky no tutti decky <laughs> there it is yeah minus one target player mills four cards then exile each <laughs> opponent's graveyards each opponent you can mill yourself which we would probably do in this deck. Why not? And then they fucking exile their graveyard. Yeah, and then they get bajuked. Oh, then they get bajuki walkie. There we go. There it is. He's got no searchy. <laughs> Millie bajuki walkie. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Uh, and then Ralph Storm Conduit, we talked about him a couple of weeks in a row. He, he costs four. He's got four loyalty. If you copy a thing, he does some damage. He scries. He copies instants and sorceries. Yeah. And Sahili Sublime Artificer is a five loyalty walker as well. You cast not a creature spell, you get a servo. So good for with good with Brutoclad to turn your things into the things you want lots of. And you can make an artifact you control become a copy of another artifact or creature. Another five loyalty three mana walker. Sahili is so good with Brutoclad. Like yes. unbelievably good. Yeah, because you just cast things to make tokens that aren't that aren't creatures when you can and then ta- you get creatures well, you could co- and you can copy anything like i have a treasure token i'm going to turn my treasure token into a world spine worm and then i'm going to turn all of my tokens into world spine worms yep good game world spine wormy yes <laughs> worldy spiny wormy makey wormy <laughs> there we go we got there last section of the deck we talk about it all the time we want to make copies of these creatures the five one ofs that could not be one ofs in edh and here is what we're going to use to do that that's right first two because they're kind of the same 
is cackling counterpart and faded infatuation. Is faded infatuation an instant as well? It is. It is. Put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of a creature we control. Both of those cost three mana. Cackling counterpart has flashback for five or seven? Seven. Seven. And faded infatuation lets you scry two if you do it on your turn. Essentially, three mana copies something that we control, which is what we wanted to copy anyways. Yes. Cool. So pretty good. We have a Heat Shimmer. Heat Shimmer. This is a Zata staple. I use it to go infinite and win the game. <laughs> Put a token onto the battlefield that's copy of a creature. It has haste at the beginning of the next end step. You sacrifice it. You Remove it from you the You exile game. it. Yeah. Could be a thing. So you just make a token copy with haste of something you control. Yes. Sure. Uh, Kindred Charge. Choose a creature type. For each creature you control of that type, you get a copy of that thing. It gains haste, then you exile at the beginning of the next end step. That costs six, but that's going to like give us a copy of everything, every rat we have. Also, that's a really good card with that um, that enchantment. The the arcane adaptation or whatever? Yo, yeah, they came from the same commander yeah. ye pre-con year, 2017, the tribal year. So you could pick the rat or demon or whatever you've picked fuck it petitioners pick petitioners with that advisor so what you said yes human human because then that, well it doesn't matter because they're all that so you just get them all oh no you'd have to pick advisor because then everything would become an advisor then you pick yeah, yeah. i was gonna say you could pick human and you could copy more stuff but then not all of them are advisors dang it <laughs> all right we got uh brando special in mirror march oh yeah this is a six mana Five and red. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, you flip a coin, right? Yep. For each flip you win, you create a token, and then you keep flipping until you lose? Yep. And then you exile the tokens at the end of the turn. 50% of the time, you will win. After you pay six mana. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Welcome it, to the slums of CCO Nation. Now here's what, when I thought of this as a concept, because of course I've thought about it, because I'm like, I wonder if anybody's going to send in a deck, and then somebody did, and before I looked, I was like, ooh, how would I do it? And I immediately thought of Mirror March, and just some way of bouncing the creatures that I want lots of back to my hand over and over again, and playing them over and over again to keep spinning the wheel on Mirror March to see if oh. I can win the game. <laughs> it's like, seven dwarves, win one flip. Fuck, bounce it back to my hand, try again, <laughs> win no flips. Shit, bounce oh, it back man. to my hand, you play got, it again. You got to make one of those incredible machines where it's like, okay, mana dorks, intruder alarm, and like a crystal shard or erratic portal, but you have to animate it to make it a creature so it untaps and you cast your, you know, your seven dwarves, you mirror march and it doesn't work, so you bounce it. <laughs> yeah. Or if it does work, then you can untap your mana dorks to like fucking bounce it anyway. Yeah, just, just, keep, just, just keep doing it. What is it, a get? A, Ginsburg machine? I posted a, one of those on Rube, our... Uh, Rube, Rube Goldberg machine? There we go. I posted one on our uh, Facebook page. Oh, it's too long. I skipped to the end. Oh, man. It was so crazy, though. I you skipped to the end. I can't... Because the thing about that video is it's, it's, it's long, and you watch it, and you're thinking, man, this is crazy. But then you got to stop and think for a second. Somebody had to fucking do this. He didn't get that shit on the first try. He had to set all that up a whole bunch of times to make it fucking work. And I can't imagine how long that took. <laughs> so good. Whoa. All right, next card is Quasi-Duplicate. That is put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of something, and then you can jumpstart it, which means you discard a card from your hand to cast it from your graveyard, then exile it, right? Yes. What? That's another three-mana copy something we control card. That's good. What happened to retrace cards? 
That was discard a land to yeah. cast it from your graveyard, yeah. and then it stays in your graveyard. Yeah, it just hangs right? I like that way better. Baby, it stays in your graveyard. Yeah, I want I want them to bring retrace back. That's a good ass mechanic. Retrace works really good with Underworld Breach because you're discarding unwanted land cards to fuel a future breach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Man, can you imagine if Underworld Breach had retrace? You could breach your breach. <laughs> Breach, breachception, breach two, hyper breach. <laughs> there we go. Now we're talking breach three, rise of the breach. <laughs> <laughs> rise of the breach. Don't Google that. <laughs> uh, we all knew we we're playing a right of replication. Yeah, that is ca- uh, copy a thing for four mana, but you can pay nine because it's got kicker of five, and you copy it five times. Like it. And the last one is a little bit of a Brando special. I play this in my Brutoclad deck. It is supplant form. Supplant form. Six mana, instant, remember, remember, instant. Return target creature to its owner's hand, and then you put a copy, token copy of it onto the battlefield. So you can get one of your dudes, or if one of your opponents has something really good, and you want a bunch of them, you can do that too. That is that is World Spine Worm Bouncy Copy Makey. Yes. <laughs> Bounce their World Spine Worm, we make copy. Yes. Yes. So good. And it's an instant, so you can do it at the end. They attack you with it, and you make one. And then you attack them back just to show them how it feels. <laughs> yeah, then you make tokens of it with Brutoclad. <laughs> <laughs> you can teach them a lesson in fucking empathy by slapping their <laughs> lips off. There we go. I don't think that's how empathy is supposed to work. That is how I learned about empathy. And maybe that's why I am the way I am, right? Slapping <laughs> lips and stomping dinks. There it with is. World spiny wormy. Oh, man. So that is the whole entire deck. That is it. And you know what? Lots of fun. We love doing the listener submissions when they're pretty much exactly what we asked for, right down to clones and graveyard shenaniganery. Yeah, man. So we we went over, I mean, making tokens and kind of the tricks with arcane adaptation. The tricky part about like making six apostles is like you got to go apostle and then the next turn writer replication kicked on an apostle which is like a fairly low power play yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty low impact but if then if you can get like a razaketh like that card razaketh will win magic games he'll carry you through games if especially if you could like razaketh and then like he survives a couple turns yeah he will take you under his muscly wing and Carry you to the win. Yeah, and if you like, if you search with Razaketh to find an Underworld Breach or a Yogmoth's Will, and somebody kills it, you just fucking get them back. Yeah, that's just—it's so powerful, right? And like, if you don't have the mana to cast Razaketh from your graveyard, if he dies, you just use Kest to cast other things to keep you alive. Or you could, or to draw you extra cards so you can play more lands to cast Razaketh with your Underworld Breach like in two turns from now. Or you could body double him, or you could. You could body double him. I forget what there's an Lazav the Multifarious him. Sure. Because he still has his abilities. Yeah, there's all kinds of kooky shit you can do with that. Yeah, I like like when there's extra little play in there where it's like, this is what I'm going to do for like an insurance plan, but it isn't the actual plan. The, The plan is still just a beat asses with like beat wholesale ass with Razaketh, but I've got this insurance plan in Breach that I search for, Yogmoth's Will that I can recast with Keths. Like Yogmoth's Will lets you kind of just get value off of like your destroyed signets and soul rings if somebody else vandal blast you. You Yogmoth's Will for value, then you cast your Kess off those mana rocks that you played. And then you can Yogmoth's Will later again with fucking Kess or or whatever. Jugmoth's will exile itself. 
No, because it puts itself into its graveyard, then its effect happens. So you can Yawgmoth's Will a second time off of cast like a turn later if you wanted to recast something. Man, that card's good. It's a good-ass card. Yeah. That's probably why it costs 130 American dollars or 462.55 Canadian. It's a thousand. Yes. Yeah. There wasn't a decimal in that number I said. <laughs> just commas, but you don't say the comma when you just talk. <laughs> Speaking of numbers with commas in them, here's another quick aside. The other day on the, the radio program that I work on, we were talking about the national Canadian debt. Yeah. And it has topped a trillion dollars. Canadian debt is a trillion? Yes. Ooh, that's a lot. And like the total accumulated debt of the country. Yeah. And that's a one with 12 zeros behind it. This is like not even very many zeros in the grand well, yeah. scope of how many zeros there could be. Yeah, and but I get, wrote it down because get he, with it, Canada. Hearing somebody say that was like, well, that's a lot of zeros. So I wrote, like, I physically wrote down the number on a piece of paper, and as I was counting the zeros because I had to count them because I'm writing so many of them, I felt like a little kid, you know, where you give them a crayon and you say. How much money is there in the whole world? And they just start drawing circles on a piece of paper. Yes. That's how I felt. I just looked at the numbers like, fuck, that's a big number. I don't know. Have you ever had that where like you look at something and it looks like a joke? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Like, so funny when something is so ridiculous, and, right? Yeah, you know, it's the most outrageous thing I've ever looked at. I was like, this is a real number. Like, this is a number that applies sort of to me. Yep. And it looks like a joke. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Some, some numbers of multiple thousands of that twelve trillion is mine. <laughs> yeah, and then, it, and then when you look at it like that, it, that's how much us Canadians have to pay to pre-order boxes of Double Masters. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that whole side was going. <laughs> dunk. Oh man, that's what that was. Oh man. Okay, now that I got my Dunkin' in, let's let's keep going here. Okay, strengths and weaknesses. Fun, janky. Nobody expects. Like, okay, so turn one, you put down your rat colony. Even if it's off of, like, a dual land or whatever, it's like, oh, he's playing red or blue in his rat colony deck. That's weird. Uh, usually they're mono black. The next turn, you're like, okay. Seven dwarves. Se what? Okay. Then the next turn is like. Relentless rat. Oh, or, or. Apostles, just because it's a third fucking color. <laughs> or, sorry, um, uh, Petitioners. Yes. Petitioners. Petitioners, Apostles, turn three, bang, bang, for three mana. Ooh. It's like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so funny. That the, the humor value of that it would be second to none That's, in terms of what does your deck do? Oh, I thought it was going to be a rat's deck. The, the best thing that could possibly happen, I feel, playing a deck like this is you make that play we just talked about, and then somebody searches you, like somebody like slaughter games is you to remove all of your relentless rats. Yeah, they something. name Relentless Rat. Like, they go Dark Ritual. What is it? What's the three mana one that searches for? Necro. Um, Praetor's, Praetor's Grasp? Sure. Is that the one? It's like black, black one. Search your library for the named card and get rid of them all? Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Whatever. Whatever that card Whatever is. Whatever that card is. It's like, yeah, fucking Rat Colony. Nice deck, loser. Oh! Yeah, and then they look at the whole... imagine? And you fan it out and you give them the finger. Just, like, everybody can see it at that point. So, That'd be just so like putting your, your wiener and balls on the table. And onto, then putting a, a, onto a Stargazer card and then shipping it to you. And then putting a little cowboy hat on it. So good. That's and sunglasses. That's, that's the kind of flex that that would be, where you just, like, you don't even care. Yeah. Respect me, is what you say. I bet you if you can go seven dwarves and then copy it and copy it... The deck slaps the lips. Oh, yeah. Right? Guaranteed. Okay. So and, that's and, another strength. And I know that that's true because I do that in my Brutaclad deck, and it 
fucking works. Yeah, there's something about just the tempo you get when you drop your like your second or your third seven dwarves, and it's by far on like turn three or four, by far the biggest creature. And you've still got all that mana available after casting your five five for two. You still got all that mana available for you know another mana rock or counterspell or some kind of removal interaction. It's like yeah, what a fucking take six. Take, take eight. Take 25, bud. Yeah, right? Bang, yeah, it's, oh, I'll kill your guy. No, no. I'll just... Yeah, I'll, I'll bounce yeah. him. I'll counter it. I'll make him protection. I'll use this mana that I saved to stop that, and I'll kill your guy because you're being a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Kill super my good. dwarf. So it can be budgetized. We'll talk about that in a sec. Budget mana base, which we're a big proponent of. You don't need shocks and duels and fetches. You don't need that. We've got command towers, crumbling necropolis... Exotic orchard, scavenger grounds, some basics, guild you know, gates, temples, and stuff. Tech edge scrying. is another one. I think. It's I fine. I think that tectonic edge is a deck is a card that more people should start playing. Again, just because the the game is shifting that way, mm-hmm. and there's lots of exceptionally powerful lands that are getting played in lots of decks. Yeah, I think that having a a a free tech edge essentially that because everybody has them, just running one isn't going to hurt your deck, and it could help you out against the lands deck that plays the glacial chasm or yeah. the 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 mazes and or, the, uh, or sorry the um maze of Aeth or whatever is holding you back a tech edge is a budget way to just level that playing field and i yeah, think that what's, we, what's the land that people are playing right now the uh the one that gives you zombies field of the dead yes everybody just jumps field of the dead because like look at this mana base right like there's there's a bunch of basics but lots of them are not basic Right, you could put Field of the Dead in this deck and just run snows and regulars. Yeah, you're running split. You're running th- between thirteen. You could make it sixteen lands with different names. So you're making zombies. Yeah. Anyways, Tech Edge is one tap sack. You destroy target non basic land only if an opponent controls four or more lands. So that's a fifty nine cent version, kind of. It's a fifty nine cent shitty wasteland. Yeah, which is like I'll pay fifty nine cents and not. 30 for wasteland yeah and nobody's gonna feel bad getting tech edged people kind of get salty when you wasteland them because they immediately think oh god he's got a crucible and he's gonna just wasteland yeah or or, or when you destroy a basic with a strip mine yeah. oh baby yeah people get you people get, get pretty you get their one island or whatever with their with their strip mine and it's like yeah. that's it yeah nobody can be mad at getting tech edged yeah. and if they are then d- 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 smarten them up yeah so weaknesses, not focused on any one strategy. We talked about that a little bit with the apostles. Like, ooh, you need to sacrifice six of them. Yeah, that's lost. Yeah, it runs a, a, a I'm not going to say a solid cast shell. Like you have a a cast shell. So you have good cards in it, right? And you have lots of stuff you can do. But to close out the game, it is a little bit scatter shot at the wall. Yeah, and I think you trade you trade the scatter shot with just the pure joy of like going apostle dwarf rat yes right just just to fuck with everybody worth it and this deck will survive to the late game because it's got good cards in it chaos warps counter spells charms card draw it's got good cards to keep it alive it's got graveyard shenanigans to do it again with kess and breach and will and it's like good cards it's got good cards to protect itself and it's got a lot of bad cards that make people leave you alone Yes, because if you're the that's one, that's how Pramicon petitioners work. If you got a bunch of just crap on the table, the other people will be more threatening than you. Yep. So they're the ones that are probably going to take most of the damage, and you're just going to take some collateral. I got to attack with this to draw a card. How or often in commander games is it the person that was riding along in like in third place the whole game? How often do they win? Because the first place person 
is always being targeted to get knocked, air quotes, knocked off the throne. If you're first, you're last, right? Yeah. The second place person is never quite as powerful, but that third and fourth place person might be gunning for them kind of as they're dispatching the first place person. Or the fourth place person is just never a fucking thing and they just get one-shotted by like the first place player maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then the third place guy's like, ooh, guys, uh, I'm still here. <laughs> right? <laughs> Anyways, not focused, but we don't care. Yeah, that's not, what, that's not what we're about here in the niche today. So budget mana base, 40 bucks for all the land in this deck. That's great. The whole deck comes in at 375 bucks. Half of that is Yawgmoth's will. But, Yeah. If you wanted to save 130 bucks on a Yawgmoth's Will, Grave Pact is 21. It's a control card in in Grixis Colors. It's got three hard black pips in it. We could maybe find another control card. You could probably ditch it and even dictate just to, not even for budgetary reasons, but just for feely goody reasons. Yeah, and just for sure. Play more either Kess stuff or copy your stuff stuff. Well, you know what I did? I said Will at 130, Grave Pact at 21, Razaketh's 22 bucks. We talked about the power of Razaketh. It's hard to cut a card that's so powerful that's going to win games. But if you didn't want to spend the $22, Phyrexian Arena, there are other card draw spells. You don't necessarily need Phyrexian Arena on three if you've got like, not instant card draw, but cards that go into your hand right now. Like Ancient Cravings or what's the other Ancient Craving? I don't know how to play them. Dark Bargain or something? The other draw three, lose three for four mana. There's yeah. two of those that if you just wanted to cast them on turn seven, instead of, you know, making the four turns or the three turns with Phyrexian Arena in play, slowly kind of trickling into your hand. And if you wanted to do that and save 12 bucks. Blasphemous Act, same thing. If you wanted to sweep on turn five or turn six, Instead of blasphemous acting for eight bucks, I'm just thinking of ways like the you, deck's trying to play the long game. We don't need to spend the mana on the fast stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, chain reaction in general kills just as much stuff as blasphemous act does. Yeah. And it costs a lot less. It's like 25 cents instead of eight bucks. Yeah, so, yeah it always costs four, but I mean, hey, it's going to get you there. Well, you've cast blasphemous act on not one mana. Oh, I've definitely paid more than one for Blasphemous Act before. Yeah, I've paid I've paid seven for Blasphemous Act to get one creature in a draft one time. Dang. Definitely won the game, too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I cast Blasphemous Act. Weird how that works, hey? Anyways, this is a $193 worth of cuts there. That's what I made. There so we if go. You, if you add all that in, you can get this deck for 180 bucks, 182 bucks. Which is, again, unfortunate, but probably at, the average look cost. at the mana base that mana base right there excluding temples but they were just reprinted like 700 times yeah that mana base comes from a commander precon and a yeah. bunch of cards like felden and brutaclad and frantic search and the charms chaos warp all commander precon stuff arcane yeah. manipulation uh, terminate all commander precon stuff lots of this stuff you're gonna have and yeah. Yeah. so i appreciate a deck even if it's like, oh, that's all just regular-ass commander stuff, it's doing something as a whole that is fun and unique and has this wow factor to it that I love and I'm happy that we got it. Yeah, as much as I don't like to play staples in every deck that I play and just have it be, here's my spicy stuff over here and here's the staples over here, don't be afraid to play stuff that's good. Like, Don't think that your deck isn't unique and interesting because you play a 
bunch of rocks or a bunch of removal. Like, yeah, I make fun of it lots on the show, but I think at the end of the day, if you want to play a game of Magic at a particular level, there are cards that you kind of have to include to keep your deck going good, especially if you're going to do something that's off the wall like this. You need those powerful, staply cards to keep yourself alive long enough to do the crazy shit that you've gotten brewing. That's why those cards are that's expensive. Why, that's why they are the cards that they are, to because they're fucking good, and they only have a couple of things that do what they do. Very much so. Final portion, Spice Calculator. Spice Calculator. And this is a good one. Only one tutor, right? Yes. What is the tutor? Razaketh. Razaketh. Razzy K. Is that what I called him? Razzy C? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Razaketh. Now, we could count that as more than one tutor, but we won't. No. Because yeah. we're only going to tutor him with him once to find an Underworld Breach or a Yawgmoth's Will, and then we're just going <laughs> to turn him sideways and start pounding people. There we go. Start pounding pud. Wow, I don't know what that means. That's not what I thought you were going to say, but I'm happy you only went there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kess, Dissident Dark Mage on EDH Rectaham, number one Grixis Commandy, 3,200 decks. By far outclassing the old champ Nekusar slash Triple H and Nick Bolas the Ravager. Oh, I like that Triple H reference. That's like WrestleMania 30 whatever. Yeah, when he came out cosplaying as Nekuzar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But green. <laughs> Greeny, Nekuzari, Wrestly. H-E, yeah. <laughs> H-E, Wrestly. All right. <laughs> Got there. So average CMC, 3.32. It's pretty good. It's right I in think there. that's a probably, I think that's exactly where we ended up last week. Great cool. mana distribution. Hey, look at the colors versus Ooh. how many pips there are. Very nice. Good job, T Coach. You did some. You did some work. You did some math. That's great. We appreciate that. One tutor, cards different than the stock Kess page on EDHREC.com. Thirty-seven cards different. Nice. That's pretty good. You see a lot of the Lab Maniacs, the Jaces, the Lab Man Jace. You know some of the really staply Grixis. Good stuff. Good stuff and or CEDH level stuff. Lots of brainstorms, ponders stack manipulation because Kess is going to let you reuse a lot of that kind of stuff. Not here. No, no. No, not here. That's not what we're doing here. Not today. You punch it all into the spice calculator, 51.5. Nice. So we passed the 50 it's test. It's right there. Despite playing all of the staples that you just monologued about while I was counting. Yeah. <laughs> for the spice calculator. Yeah. Like, <laughs> see, so it keeps the deck fresh even if you're, as long as you're doing something that is unique, it will shine through. That's, ooh, I like that. Yeah. Shiny Grixis Artifacty. No, Kessie. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Shiny Grixie Kessie Copy. <laughs> <laughs> and and Grixie is a, is a double entendre. That's how the French say Grixis. <laughs> oh. I just made that up. <laughs> and we don't know that. We don't know that. We'll have to ask Jesse. Fuck, I hate that guy. Yeah, me too. God. Ugh. I wonder how he is. Probably terrible. Yeah, he's probably just sitting in his basement all sad. Probably. Yeah, good. F you, Jesse. Yeah, man. So that's the deck. You you kind of did a final thought of the day. I very much liked it. Big thank you to T-Codes for sending it in. Big thank you to all the patrons. Oh, hey, last big thank you and good vibe Ooh. was we got mentioned on a Reddit thread, and it was positive. Yeah, no, <laughs> we got mentioned in a positive light on Reddit. Yeah. What the fuck? So there was a little bit of... I got tagged on on Discord for a thread from our boy Magic Mike on Discord, and he says, 
a good vibe, so I click on it. It's a it's a Reddit link, and it takes it takes us. So you're immediately suspicious because oh, the yeah. Reddit link. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I went to the link, and it was somebody recommending a good place to find altered cards, and somebody recommended Commander Cookout and myself and the auctions on Thursday. They're affordable, blah blah blah. So that's cool. And then there was a whole bunch of other comments below that were like, oh yeah, well if you like commander cookout alters you should check out the facebook page or sorry you should check out the podcast it's really good too yeah got youtube so people there's got some couple upvotes and there's a bunch of comments saying like oh, go cool. check out cco because they're like legit and like genuine dudes and that's, oh, that's awesome all we ever want like when people submit decks or show topics or ask us about ideas that we have for the show my number one th thought and response and thing that brando and i talk about i know the show is going long and you got to edit this but we always talk about what's going to be, what's going to sound different than what other people are doing. What's going to be fun and entertaining for listeners. And how do we sound like we're somebody that's just in your playgroup with you? Because I think that's and that's the that's last want to be. And, and maybe the most important part, right, is what are people like? What's going to be relatable and and real for people, right? It's not just like oh, let's hyper edit this and just blast through it. And I got to get like my three pieces of content out this week because I'm under contract or whatever it is, right? Some Sometimes it feels forced. Sometimes it feels redundant with what else is going on in the community. Sometimes there's actual negligence in content creation where creators don't want to touch on things. And we never want to be that. We just want to genuinely be us. So when you sit down with us and say to us, Oh, you guys are exactly like you are on the podcast. Yeah, we get that a lot. It's fucking true because that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's just two dudes talking and to have a community, especially on Reddit, yeah. actually acknowledge that as being a good thing. <laughs> that's really cool. So we assume that some of you are the ones that are leaving those comments. So thank you very much. We appreciate that. I, no, I'm telling myself that it's random strangers. Oh, well, it probably is them too. <laughs> strangers are just friends that we haven't made yet, Ryan. I forget where I heard that. Is that, that sounds like a Bob Ross thing. Yeah, probably. Is that a good final thought? I think it is. Well, give us give us the uh, the the friends are just strangers that we haven't. What is it? Friends are or strangers are just friends we haven't made yet. There it is. Thank our glorious overlords and sponsors. Thank CCO Nation one more time. Give them a good f you from me. And let's get out of here. All right. F all of you guys for being here. Big thanks to face-to-facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store for helping us keep the lights on for all of you. Thank you, everybody, for being here with us and inviting us into your eye holes and your ear holes and any other hole that you have us in. Especially other holes you have us in. <laughs> Each and every shout week. Out, shout out to Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> we super appreciate being here with you during these troubled times wherever you are. On that note, keep the decks coming. This one is exactly something that we asked for, and damn it, we got it. So keep sending them in. We love it. We're going to keep doing this arc for as long as we have to to make sure that people in the nation and in the nation are in good spirits and are happy for at least one hour and 15 minutes per week, which is about how much time you spend listening to Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Decky, giddy, innie.